as we close the story of Jonah today and as we prepare for communion, um, there's kind of an unwritten epilogue to the book, to the story of Jonah. If you're visiting with us, we've been in Jonah the last five weeks. By the way, if you are visiting with us, visit our welcome table on your way near the exit. We have a gift for you. You know, when you look at the scholars that looked at this book, it's widely accepted that Jonah himself is the author of the book. And I want you to think about that for a moment, because throughout the book, the prophet Jonah is portrayed as someone who runs from God, is angry with God, who refuses to relent from his stubbornness to God, and the story ends with him in that, that place. And let me ask you, if that were your past, would you want to write it down so that generation upon generation would do all that they could, trying hard not to be like you? But that's Jonah. You know, something happened in his life to where he wanted to tell his story. He wanted us, generations later, to know what God is like even to those who, like Jonah, have a hard time giving in, these rebels. I have to believe that there's one day Jonah got it. He understood how marvelous the pursuing grace of God was for him and how, if it wasn't for the Ninevites, it wasn't for him either. He understood how God's ways are not our ways and they are so much better. I really want to believe that Jonah understood one day that freedom for him was agreement with God and surrender to the ways of God. And I want you to think about that for a moment because I've contemplated this all the way through my study of the book. True freedom. Getting the, the chains and the bars out of us, out of our lives, involves this submission to a loving, forgiving master. You know, there's a story told from Civil War days before America's slaves were freed about this northerner who went to a slave auction and purchased a young slave girl. And as they walked away from the auction, the man turned to the girl and told her, you're free. I bought you so you can be free. And with amazement, she responded, you mean I'm free to do whatever I want? Yes, he said. I'm free to say whatever I want? Well, Anything, yes. I'm free to be whatever I want to be, yeah. And even go wherever I want to go, yes, he said with a smile. You're free to go wherever you'd like to go. And she looked at him and said, well, then I'm going with you. <laughs> and as we've heard today, God is continuing his pursuit in people's lives. And when you understand how good he is and how free you are in him, all you can say is, I want to go with you. I want to see the world the way you see it. I want to think the way you think. I want to feel the way you feel. God is pursuing us to draw us into his son, Jesus Christ, with this sweet, sweet freedom of surrender. And as we prepare to celebrate the, the life of Jesus in us and around this communion table, I'm going to close with a passage from the book of Jonah. 
It's this this psalm that Jonah writes. It's in the second chapter. This is perhaps the moment in the whole story where Jonah kind of gets it. He understands how marvelous the mercy of God is for him. This is what he says from the belly of the whale. I called out of my distress to the Lord and he answered me. I cried for help from the depth of Sheol and he heard my voice. For you had cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas and the current engulfed me. All your breakers and billows passed over me. Maybe you've been through seasons of life like that. So I said, I have been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again towards your holy temple. Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever. In other words, it doesn't get any worse than this. And he says, but you have brought me. You have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. That, what I, that which I have vowed I will pay because salvation is from the Lord. And I think as we gather around this table today, um, we are a delivered people. He heard us in our time of distress. We are delivered people by a great God who has relentlessly pursued us by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, for us. We celebrate as delivered people, as His family today, under His authority and His power in this sweet place, this sweet freedom of surrender. And as I pray, I want to invite our worship team to the platform and the servers, if you'd come and be uh, ready at the close of the prayer to serve us. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this story that we have marinated in for some six weeks now. How we have seen that uh, you had grace for the most wicked of all people, the Ninevites. And you have had grace for the stubborn pharisaical Hebrew prophet, Jonah. Your grace had no uh, measure. Your grace had no condition. Your grace was dispensed freely. And it never gave up. And Father, as we come to the table of the Lord today, I am praying that your Spirit's power would reach into the heart of any that are here today and say, well, my place is so dark. My place is so troubled. My place is so distressed. And I'm unsure whether God is able. And I pray, Father, that the seeds of faith would still grow in them, that there is an ability that they see in your marvelous, relentless, pursuing grace that can overcome and overwhelm the dark places. So, Jesus, we praise you as king today. We praise you as our king, as our authority, as our God. 
for your wonderful and matchless grace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Servers, would you serve us?